ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Ladies, I am excited to jump into another hospitality topic with you today. Um, there are hospitality topics scattered all throughout my podcast. That is just really something that is on my heart. I've seen the blessings in our own life, in our family, and in our ministry that has come from obeying the Lord's command to be given to hospitality. I talked about it in a whole nother episode, goodness, way back. Like, it's been three years now that we've been on the air, so like way, way back, about the reason behind hospitality, the heart behind it, how it is not to entertain, it is to minister, and it is actually a call that God has given to every believer to be given to hospitality. This isn't designated to ministry people or pastors and pastors' wives. If you are a believer, this is a way that you can show the love of Christ um, as you minister to other people, as you try to meet their physical needs in providing food and nourishment, as you try to meet a spiritual and emotional needs, as you seek to be an encouragement encouragement and to love and to fellowship with others that you're bringing into your home. And it's really a gospel opportunity um, when you can bring unsaved people into your home, into your life, um, and they're not going to see perfect Christian families because I've never met a perfect Christian family and I don't think you ever will. Um, None of us are perfect this side of heaven. But hopefully we are different and it is such an opportunity for the gospel to shine brightly when we can show a lost world uh, what it looks like to be a Christian family. There's messes, there is imperfections, there are attitudes, um, there are things really in all of us. Um, But there should be a peace, there should be um, a spirit of unity, there should be just something different that is intriguing and gives opportunity um, to present what Christ has done in your life and in your family and why there is that difference. Um, But today we're going to talk about something very specific in regards to hospitality. There are hospitality episodes scattered All throughout the past few years of the podcast, you can search for those um, and find them if that is something that um, interests you or something that you want to grow in. I know it's something that a lot of women struggle with. I actually did a whole episode um, doing an interview with Marcy Carol Fowler on hospitality hurdles and how to overcome that because I do think it can be a daunting thing to allow people into your intimate space um, and hosting people in your home, having people over. Uh, But if God's really called us to do this and we have to get past those hurdles, we've got to just do it. So again, there are so many different hospitality things scattered throughout. I have a whole hospitality guide um, on the No Higher Calling website, nohighercalling.org, that shares all kinds of tips and advice on um, showing hospitality in your home, some of my favorite hospitality meals, complete with the recipes, Um, complete meal plans, desserts, and everything. I actually want to do another one of those because I've gotten some new ones recently that I really have been enjoying. But anyway, all that can be found 
I have dreams of one day uh, doing like a virtual hospitality conference. We'll, we'll see what happens. But this topic is just so uh, big on my heart and really big in my life. It is just something that we have made an active part of our home. But today I want to talk about something very specific. So a while back, and I will link this one specifically. I'm not going to link all the hospitality episodes because there's too many. Um, you can search those. But I am going to link the episode that I did on hospitality on the go. So often when we think about hospitality, it is bringing people into our home um, for a meal, for a play date, for a coffee date, for dessert, Um, but people are coming in our home to us. There are times where hospitality, uh, the need for hospitality calls us to minister through that avenue, but outside of our home. Um, So we're talking about if someone has a baby, if somebody lost a loved one, maybe somebody's just going through a hard time or they've had a crazy week and you want to try to minister um, through food. Food is a wonderful way to minister. And I think sometimes we think that, I don't know if it's just because it's such a basic life necessity or we feel like, oh, there's just so many like bigger, more impactful things that could be done for somebody that we discredit it sometimes. Um, but again and again and again, we see the Lord Jesus Christ ministering to people through food. Food was really an avenue that opened up an opportunity for him to take that next step, to go beyond the physical, to go beyond taking care of physical needs of nourishment, to nourish the soul, to encourage the soul, and maybe even to provide a gospel opportunity or an opportunity to create an intimate setting um, with his disciples, with followers that he could then uh, have their hearts and teach them things. And really that's what hospitality is. Um, I don't know how I got down on that from hospitality on the go. But anyway, as you're seeking to encourage people, sometimes it is better to take it to them depending on the situation. Um, So I did a whole uh, hospitality episode talking about hospitality on the go, tips and tricks, what that can look like, um, things that I've learned through my own trial and error, um, things that I have learned from other people who have ministered to me. I know one of the big things that come to my mind when I think about um, receiving hospitality from someone else, yet I am still in my own home, is when I have had babies. Um, I am going to be having a baby later this year. here in Australia, it'll be our first Australian baby. But all my other babies I had um, as we were a part of the same church in Knoxville, Tennessee. We're at the same church the whole time with all the babies. And they have a ministry with the young moms that when you have a baby, you will have three or four meals provided um, in the week to two weeks following having that baby. And that was the biggest, biggest blessing to just, again, food sounds like something so simple, but when you're in the like freshness of postpartum and newborn, and especially as you, uh, you know, start having multiples. So you've got other kids and all these different things to juggle, knowing that dinner was not on the list of things I had to take care of was wonderful. Um, and, and I love getting to try other people's recipes and some of my favorite recipes have actually come, uh, from other people that have, have had us over or have brought us food. Um, our church here in Australia also does that. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. That will be a blessing blessing. Maybe we'll get to try some more Aussie dishes. Um, a sweet friend of mine at our church just recently had a baby and her husband was up and he was, uh, it was a church service and he was thanking everybody for the meals 
and everything. And he made the joke that, oh, it might be worth having another baby just so we could get all of those meals. Everybody laughed. I don't think he was being serious. And, uh, you know, I don't think I would, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know that it's worth it. <laughs> Although I just love to have all the babies. So bring me all the food. Um, but this episode really is going to be specific to that type of thing. So Hospitality on the Go was really just an individual seeking to be a blessing to an individual through Hospitality on the Go. This one is a little more specific to hosting a meal train. So I know a lot of times, you know, this might speak a little bit more to the ministry wives, to the ladies who are in some type of leadership over other women who are, you know, orchestrating things like this within a church setting. Um, But that doesn't necessarily have to be the case. You know, in the day of social media, I have seen different uh, women rally behind. I know when we were in the States, um, there was a lady who just was involved in the foster care community. And so she started a Facebook foster care group and would um, kind of set up meal trains for families that got new foster children in. You know, a kind of time of upheaval in their life. And it was just a blessing to have a few meals in those initial days to get them through. I was thankful to get to be a part of that. Um, but all that to say, you don't have to be a pastor's wife or, you know, a missionary or something like that to host a meal train. Um, maybe you just have a friend or maybe, um, your church doesn't have this ministry and you want to be a blessing to a lady that you know that had a baby. So, Hey, get a few of your mutual friends together, set this up and, uh, run with it. And it can be such a blessing. And this isn't, I mentioned it a little bit before, but let me just clarify. This isn't only in the case of a friend that has a baby that just happens to be the season I'm in. That happens to be, um, the avenue of hospitality in which we have, uh, most frequently received, um, this type of hospitality. Um, but I know when I lost my brother several years ago, um, goodness, man, for that week, if not more, it was just a constant stream of food that was coming into our home. And that was such a blessing as we were just really in a different sense with an unexpected loss. You know, when you have a baby, you have all this time to prepare and maybe you've done a little bit of freezer cooking or, you know, maybe, maybe you've done some of that prep ahead work, um, but, or maybe you haven't, but you at least have known for nine months, Hey, this is coming and this is a season that I'm going to be walking into. When we lost my brother, um, that completely caught us off guard. We, you know, one day life was absolutely normal and the next day we're planning a funeral. I mean, that is a very difficult uh, transition to have to navigate. Yeah, I mean, emotionally, really physically uh, and spiritually, all of that. Um, and in the throes of that, the last thing you want to think about is what do I need to throw in the oven for dinner. So it was such a blessing to have people that just stepped right in and ministered to us in that way. Um, You know, I I know there have just been times where I've had friends that have, you know, unexpectedly a kid is in the hospital and something's going on and, you know, they've just got a lot already on their plate and they're trying to juggle. And really, I mean, there's just, you can put whatever in the blank. If God impresses a need on your heart, God did it for a reason. Just run with that and ask the Lord, how can I be a blessing? Um, But there are some of these instances where it requires more than just, hey, she's had a really rough week and an unexpected thing came up today, so I'm going to provide dinner tonight. Um, It might be a little bit of a long-term thing. They're working through funeral processes. Um, They're working through 
you know, an illness, um, you know, somebody's out of town, uh, due to unexpected circumstances, somebody had a baby. So you're, you're needing a more extended meals and it's more than just an individual can handle. You're needing other people to come in, link arms and together, uh, be the body of Christ and to extend hospitality in that way. So I just wanted to talk a little bit specifically here. I think we're finally getting around to it. The plane is about to take off, uh, for the main topic about hosting a meal train because now that you know we aren't in a point where we have our own church now we're church planting um, but we're praying and we're looking to the future and again as the ministry wife some of this kind of thing is starting to cup come up into my mind um, as I am involved in a little bit more of a smaller church, I'm seeing some of the kind of inner workings of ministry and how all of that works and combining just really all of the experience that the Lord has given me to this point. You know, our pastor in the States always said that this is for that. As I am taking all of my this and trying to pray and put it into place and my that and when where is God is leading us in ministry, um, this uh, thought of hosting a meal train has come up. And so I just want to share a little bit of some things that I have observed and some things that just might be helpful to make this really smooth if you find you're in a place where you need to take the lead and step in and get involved in this. So this really is, as far as hosting a meal train, this is you taking the initiative to get the ball rolling. Um, that's what these tips, that's what this advice is is really coming at. Um, so the first thing, the most basic and easy thing is to actually host it on Meal Train. So I will link down in the show notes. There is a website which is simply mealtrain.com and it is so easy. It is so straightforward and I really believe it is the best system for making this go smoothly and ultimately to be the biggest blessing that you can be to the recipient. I have done these like meal trains, not necessarily like the website meal train, but in just talking about a meal train where you've got multiple meals going to someone, I've done it in so many various ways from somebody just saying, Hey, you know, texting me saying, Hey, you know, so-and-so's got this day. So-and-so's got that day. Can you take this day? Sure. Um, and then I've done it as organized as actually being a part of the meal train. Like I said, when it was in the foster care community, um, you know, there was one time there was an instance where they got a new placement. Everybody was sick with COVID. Um, you know, so they, they had this big like weeks of providing meals and a lot to orchestrate and dropping off at the door and not seeing the people and all these different things. Um, so it required a, a little bit more detail and things, but whatever it is, whether it's just two or three simple meals or it's a, a an extended type situation, I feel like mealtrain.com really is the best way to go. And why is that? It just simplifies everything for you as the person hosting, for the people who are providing the meals, and for the recipient who is getting it. And let me answer why as we walk through that. So if you go to mealtrain.com, you are going to set up a meal train. So it'll have you put in the family's name that you're providing it for, um, an email address for if somebody needs to contact them. And then it walks you through a couple steps. Super simple. You basically put in the drop-off address. You can select the specific dates. Now, as I walk through this process, I'm going to share a few tips and things that I've learned throughout. Okay, as far as dates of delivering meals, 
I have noticed just from people bringing meals to us, um, one of my friends for a while was kind of in charge of doing this when I had a few babies and she was so good at staggering the meals. So instead of, you know, hey, three days after having baby, I'm home from the hospital and the next three or four days we have all these meals coming and, you know, we've got leftovers in our fridges, you know, full and filling over, which is a blessing. I'm not complaining at all. But I remember one of my, one of my babies I had, there was just so much food that, you know, we kind of couldn't keep up. We're trying to like play Jenga in the fridge to see how we can get all these things to fit. Um, you know, things were going bad before we could eat the new thing. And then all of a sudden, like there was nothing. So when this friend started staggering, like it was every two days or every three days, it was kind of like a light bulb went off in my head. Like, oh, that's great because in those in-betweens, we're either eating leftovers or, you know, I had done, I try to do a little bit of freezer prep so we have kind of things or we could, you know, hey, we're going to have a nice home-cooked meal delivered on Monday but Tuesday, um, maybe we're just going to eat sandwiches or, or something really simple. Um, but I, uh, me personally, I loved having it, having a gap, um, uh, even a, just a day, but a day or two gap in between the meal delivery. One, it spread it out longer. Uh, so instead of getting meals for three days, maybe I was getting meals for like a week and a half, still three meals, um, but it, it was carrying me a little further. And we were uh, better at eating the leftovers, finishing everything, not wasting anything. Um, you know, it just, there was more room in our fridge. So that was just something that I would say as far as selecting dates. Keep that in mind. And you may want to ask the, the recipients. It's as easy as saying, hey, would you rather kind of have just all your meals clumped together or would you rather spread this out? If you want to spread it out, do you want us to do it like every other day for a week or would you want us to do it like every three to four days to cover you two weeks? Um, just communicating that really helps. And, and I will say that as you start. Before you plan all of this, you do want to have a little chat with the recipient and just go through a few of these things, asking them, what's your preference? What do you prefer? Um, and, and what in what way can we be the biggest blessing to you? Um, so back to mealtrain.com, put in the drop-off address, sec select the dates, and then it will have you put in a little box for what um, what are their preferred times of delivery? So maybe uh, they want it at 5 p.m. Maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe it could be between 4 and 6. Any time is fine. Um, but that's a blessing too. Especially if people, you know, if it is a situation where, you know, if you're a postpartum mom, you're usually kind of homebound. Um, but if, if it's a funeral situation, you know, you've got family coming and going. That way people know, hey, we have meals coming at five or between five and six. So somebody needs to be at the house to receive that. It just helps both parties be able to to plan more efficiently so that they're not, you know, and that way too, you don't have uh, the people delivering, texting or messaging the recipient constantly like, and maybe they will, you know, hey, I'm going to come at 545 if I said between five and six, but it's not this back and forth, back and forth, back and forth um, when they're going through a transition time. It's just set, they know, um, and it's good to go. Then it'll walk you through a page where you select the number of adults and the number of kids, which that is really great too, especially if maybe some people, if, so if you have a larger church, people are jumping in, getting involved on a meal train, and they don't know the family well. It just helps them to be able to plan. Um, or, you know, in the instance of losing my brother, 
uh, it wasn't just, you know, my mom and my dad and my younger siblings that still lived in the house. Simeon and I and our babies were there. Um, you know, we had a grandparent that came in. So to be able to, to clarify, you know, no, it's not just two adults and two kids. It's actually five adults and, um, just ensured again, that both parties were able to receive the most blessing. The party that was taking the food knew exactly how many people to provide for and the people that were eating it got their portion. Um, so that was great. There's another part where you can enter their favorite meals or restaurants. Um, I thought that was a, a really interesting idea. You know, maybe somebody just really hates lasagna and lasagna tends to be a go-to when you do a meal delivery. So if you, if you don't like it, put it in. Okay. Let me clarify here under the favorite meals and restaurants, there is a least favorite meals. So maybe put that in there. Um, but maybe you really love Mexican food you know, put that in there. Maybe you really love soups, something. Um, and then as far as restaurants go, I know there were some times where it just, a need arose quickly and I was not able to get my own self together with enough time to deliver an actual home cooked meal. Um, and you know, for a while actually in hospitality, that actually hindered me from ministering in this way. I would have said, you know what, I'm sorry, this week is just slammed. I can't cook a meal for another family, so you're going to have to ask somebody else to be involved. Um, whereas I realized, you know what, if my goal is just to simply provide food and be a blessing, it doesn't necessarily have to be home cooked. Now, obviously, that's the preference if you can, um, but there's been times where we've just delivered a pizza to a friend or, you know, uh, restaurant gift cards. Maybe, maybe that's just all you can manage in your season. But let me tell you from the end of someone who has been the recipient, um, in, in instances of babies and in instances of great loss and grief, it's a blessing. I don't care if it's a pizza. I don't care if you drop McDonald's at my door. I don't care if it's a Subway gift card. Knowing that someone is thinking of you and is going out of their way, is spending of their own resources to try to meet a need and minister to you, it is always well-received. So do not let restaurant gift cards or delivering a pizza or Grubhub or whatever it is, don't let that hinder you from feeling like you can minister in that way. If that's the season that you're in, still minister, still seek to be a blessing. Um, so it has that section for favorite meals, restaurants, least favorite meals. Um, and then al allergies, dietary restrictions. I know that in today's day and age, um, that can be a really big thing. So, um, you know, our family doesn't really struggle with that. But for those that do that, that would be very important to include there so that people do know how to cook. Um, and then I know like when we host people in our home, this could probably fall under the least favorite meals. Um, but I always try to just ask if you have any allergies or if you have any uh, aversions. Someone asked me that one time when they were providing a meal for me and I was like, that's a wonderful way to put it. Do you have any allergies or aversions? Because uh, some of our family members do have aversions. We have some family members in my household that will not eat mushrooms and they will not eat onions. Um, so, you know, it's not an allergy. It's not something like that, but it would probably keep that family member from eating that dish. So that, that might just be something to put in there. Like, hey, in least favorite meals, you know, we just don't care for onions or something like that. If you have something that's like really specific that someone in your family doesn't like. Um, and then simply, you just set it up. You can send the link out, um, you know, via email. You can text it. You can, if you're in a, like a mom group on Facebook or if you want to create a little message chat, it, it's so simple. Technology 
can be such a blessing and a tool if used in the right way. So just send this out to your friends. Try to get people signed up. And one of my favorite things that I love about the system of doing it this way, doing it through something like Mealtrain.com, is that people can see uh, all the available days and what other people have signed up for. So if I click the link and, you know, Sarah has already clicked the link and signed up for Monday... First of all, I know, well, Monday's out for me. Um, But you also put in the meal that you're making. And maybe you don't know, like, from, you know, salad to dessert what you're providing. But if you can kind of get a gist, like, hey, I'm going to do soup. Or, you know, we're going to do barbecue chicken sandwiches. Um, and, and, And it's great if you do know, like, for example... I have hospitality meals pretty much planned. Like these are my five or six go-tos. Um, as far as hospitality on the go, these are my go-tos. Um, so if, if you're like that and you know what you're doing, or maybe you're saying like, hey, Thursday is a week out from today. I'm going to just go ahead and plan on that. And whatever I'm making for dinner, you know, we're having tacos. I'm going to double the batch. And so tacos it is. Let's go ahead and type that in. But it's great for the people as other people are joining the meal train. They can see who signed up. They can see what they're planning to bring. So what that does for me if Sarah's already signed up for lasagna and, you know, Jessica is taking tacos, then I know I'm probably not going to do and want to do an Italian meal or a Mexican. I want to try to do something else. Um, there was one baby that I had. I had this baby in the winter time, and I love soup. I love soup. Um, my husband, not so much. And I, I'm not complaining I'm using this as an example of why this format can really be a blessing Um, because I'm thankful for every person who provided food for us. But I believe that we had four or five people bring dinner and every person brought potato soup. Now, I was in heaven. I had just had a baby. You can't eat anything better than soup. It was winter. Potato soup's one of my favorite. I got to try five different varieties of potato soup. Um, But my husband, who didn't necessarily care for soup, was a little bit bummed out. And I also had to like make something separate for him. So all that to say, something like this could really clear that up. I could have just simply said, you know what, Um, you know, my husband doesn't really prefer soup. So hey, if somebody wants to bring soup, just maybe do a soup and a sandwich or something like that or avoid soup altogether. But if I were to get on there and see, okay, well, you know, so-and-so is bringing potato soup, I'm not going to bring potato soup too. So I really, really like that about this format of meal train doing like a mealtrain.com type thing. Um, and then that way, the recipients are getting a variety. I, I Like I said earlier, I know lasagna tends to be a go-to thing. And I, I'm going to say this, you know, I just kind of, well, hopefully it didn't come across complainy, but whatever, for lack of a better word, I complained about the five potato soups. Um, but then I recently provided a meal for a lady that just had a baby. And what did I do? I, I made a pasta bake. And um, I showed up, and what was she eating? Uh, you know, he did, I actually took it early so that she could bake it later in the day for dinner. So I think she was still eating her lunch. Um, it was a pasta bake, and it just made me actually, I think that is what spurred 
um, this episode was thinking like, oh man, I wish I would have known that somebody else was breaking a pasta bake. Um, so, so and, and this is like this mealtrain.com and there's other ones out there. This is just the one that I'm familiar with using. They're free. They are free. They are so easy. Um, it's probably actually easier than trying to text all these individual people and keep up with it all. If you're the one hosting, you can simply click on the link and be like, okay, We've got it all covered. Days are full. Um, and, and it's just, it keeps it so easy for everybody. Um, so that's just why I'm advocating for it. Not necessarily mealtrain.com, but a system like this, trying to just alleviate some of the difficulty for all parties involved. Um, and then here at the end, I, I want to just share a couple like above and beyond ideas. And I probably have shared some of this on my hospitality on the go episode. So if this is a repeat you can just skip it, or maybe you just want to hear it again, uh, because if you're anything like me, you'll forget things. <laughs> Thank you, mom brain. Um, but just a few ideas for if you want to go a little bit above and beyond. These are some things that have been done to us, and it has been such a blessing. Um, so if you are delivering a meal, I always think it's a great idea to have clearly labeled foods. Now, if you are doing it through something like mealtrain.com, the recipient can actually log on to that as well. So if you've put in there, you know, hey, we're bringing barbecue chicken sandwiches, uh, green beans, mac and cheese, and cherry cheesecake, maybe you don't need to label out that clearly because the recipient can see it. Um, but you know, I, I always like to receive food and kind of be able to know what it is. That way you're not like peeking in there and guessing and like, I'm not really sure, you know, it's nice to just have things clearly labeled. So whatever, you know, whether you just want to write on the thing with a Sharpie on the, um, you know, on the wrapping on the top, or if you do have a system like Meal Train where they can just log in and see. Um, but just to have that clearly labeled so there's no guesswork and, you know, what kind of casserole did you just drop off at my house? Um, another thing, and I kind of alluded to this just a second ago, but have disposable dishes. Now, we do not use a lot of aluminum and plastic and stuff in our house, in our cooking. Um, that's just addressed in a whole different episode of trying to have a little bit more of a simple and natural lifestyle. But when it comes to hospitality on the go, I do use these things um, just because it it is so much easier for both parties to have something that they can just be thrown away. That way, in the midst of whatever they have going on, plus whatever normal life stuff you have going on, you're not trying to meet back up to get that casserole dish that you may only have one or two of and you really need for your household. Um, they don't have to worry about washing dishes. They can just quickly throw it away. Um, so disposable dishes are always, always a good idea. I actually try to keep a few 9x13 aluminum pans on hand um, just so that if a need arises quickly, I can go ahead and, and feel like I don't have to like run out and get this special dish. And I know a friend of mine in the States one time um, brought me a meal and she actually said, she was like, Hey, this is actually something I had made up. It's been sitting in my freezer waiting for somebody that needed encouragement and it's you. So here you go. It's still thawing a bit, but it was in it's a little aluminum pan. You know, I could just bake it and go. But I loved that idea actually that she had so prepped ahead and thought, um, that, you know, one day when she was making dinner, she just made double stuck it in the freezer and froze it. And it was sitting there waiting to be needed. And that in the moment when it was needed and she had her crazy, hectic, normal life going on, um, it was easy for her to say yes, because it was done. All she had to do was drop it off at my doorstep. So that was great. Um, and then two other things that are just extras that 
people have done that just was so great is one time um, somebody brought me dinner and it was in this cute little basket and they actually had included like paper plates, um, plastic silverware, napkin, like all of everything needed for dinner was there. She had brought the drink. There were paper cups. So I didn't have to do one dish Every like what was cooked was in disposable and what we used to eat was disposable. So when we were done, it just went in the trash. That was such a great idea. I loved when she did that. And then the other thing that uh, one of my sweet friends did for me one time that was just like, oh my goodness, that's like such a light bulb, mind blowing moment for me um, was she was providing dinner. I, I had had a baby she brought dinner, but when she dropped it off, she also gave me like a little Walmart bag and she said, I know that, especially in times of having a baby, she's like, I know when you have a baby that sometimes breakfast can actually be the most difficult meal to get on the table. You've been up all night. You're trying to nurse this baby. You got a crying baby, but then you wake up and you've got toddlers. They're like, mom, what's for breakfast? Mom, what's for breakfast? At, you know, like 6.30 a.m., and so she just said, she's like, I know that breakfast is one of the more difficult uh, meals for mama to get on the table. So here are a few breakfast items. And it was just like, you know, some yogurts, um, some sausage that I could fry up really quick. Uh, goodness, I can't even remember now. It might have been like a thing of a can of like biscuits to pop in the oven. Um, but no, actually, I think it was cinnamon rolls. I think it was cinnamon rolls to put in the oven. Anyway, that doesn't really matter. That's beside the point. But it was such a good idea. And it really, you know, maybe 10 extra dollars to throw in a few breakfast items. But it made a huge difference that next morning. It continued the blessing that she was able to be to our family. Um, and it really was just such a great idea. And I have enjoyed being able to implement that. Um, and I have enjoyed being able to, when I'm the one delivering the meal and I say, okay, like, here's your dinner. This is what I've brought. And then these are a few things in the morning for breakfast to see like the mom's face light up and be like, oh. That's such a good idea. Like they had that light bulb moment like I did. And I can't take credit for that idea. That was some other smart mama. Um, but I just thought it was just such a great idea that not require a lot of extra or anything like that, but just really, really made an impact and made a blessing. Um, so hopefully this has given you some ideas. If you're in a place where you find the Lord prompting you to try to be a blessing to someone, um, you know, beyond just that individual meal where somebody is needing kind of an extended meal. I, I know there was one time in our church where there was a, um, a family who their little boy unexpectedly just got really ill and he was in the hospital for a long, long time. The mom stayed in the hospital with him the entire time. It was just, it was very, very difficult for their family. Um, so our church wound up providing meals for them for like weeks and in a case like that, you need something like Meal Train to keep everything organized, um, everything running s seamlessly so that there's not a constant back and forth of messaging, especially for that person that's trying to host and figure out all those details. Something like Mealtrain.com is simple straightforward. Um, it's there for you. Like I said, it's free. I do not get any reward or compensation or anything for referring this or recommending this to you. Um, if you click, click the link below to check it out, it does nothing for me. Um, other than let me know that, well, it doesn't even let me know, but other than hopefully 
I'll be a blessing to you like it's been able to be to me and, and, and allow you to extend a blessing to somebody else. And you know, that's, that's worth it to me. So, uh, these are just some fun ideas and I hope that you enjoy ministering to other people through hospitality. I, I get it all the time when I talk about hospitality, people just saying like, life is so busy. It seems like such a difficult extra to add in. Well, yeah, it does require sacrifice. A lot of good things do. Um, hard is not bad, but there are things that you can do to alleviate a lot of of the difficulty. And this is one of them. If you're thinking like, oh my goodness, we've got to provide meal for this person for like two weeks. How are we going to orchestrate all this? Hopefully this will just show you that there is a simplified way that it can run as smoothly as possible. Um, so thanks for so much for joining me for this episode. I always love chatting with you ladies, but I especially enjoy chatting about hospitality. I hope that the No Higher Calling podcast has been a blessing to you. If so, please subscribe, share with your friends, and engage with me on Instagram at nohighercalling underscore. You can also subscribe to receive the No Higher Calling encouragement email on my website, which is www.nohighercalling.org. This includes podcast notes, what I'm reading, spiritual encouragement, a glimpse into my home, and some of my favorite products and resources. You can also enjoy more content on the No Higher Calling YouTube channel. I pray that this podcast will encourage you to fall more in love with Jesus and to be the Christian woman he's called you to be. Thanks for listening.